but in PNG, the vaccination uptake is very slow. In mainland Asian country, really of PNG, Vanuatu, and Solomon Islands, the the the, vac- the vaccination rollout is 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 struggling. Yeah, and according to some of your modeling, and um, you know, correct me if I'm wrong, but countries such as the Solomon Islands and Vanuatu won't be fully vaccinated until 2026. Can you explain how you came to this hypothetical? So to, um, to, build, the, to build the model, um, I looked at uh, various, there were various data that I needed to, to get in. The first one was to look at, uh, you know, the, actually the number of people living in those countries. For, for some countries like Papua New Guinea, you actually don't know how many people live in Papua New Guinea. It oscillates between eight and 10 million people. Which makes, you know, like any policy is really like difficult uh, to implement because you never actually really know how much, how broad of a reach those policies need to have. Um, so I looked at, you know, like um, obviously the, the, the population and after like the, the urbanization rate of those populations. So like how, how many of the, of the people living in, in Vanuatu and Solomon Islands were living in the capital or like in the big uh, city centers and how many of them were spread. And like the problem in the, in the Pacific is that urbanization rate is very low. So it means that it means that getting the vaccines to the whole population is actually a challenge because um, while you have a small part of the population that is very well, very much, I mean, living in very dense places, like the capitals of the cities, of those uh, countries, sorry, most of the population is actually living remotely on small islands and on small islands on, on small you know like in very re- remote places and so reaching them is is very difficult especially knowing that uh you know like the few of those countries have the the kind of cold cold chain uh, storages needed to transport uh, any type of vaccines so i looked at this and most importantly i looked at i tried to um to modulate to to model i tried to model uh uh, vaccine hesitancy or vaccine acceptance, really, um, because this is a big issue in in Melanesian country. We realized um, in in Melanesian countries such as the one you mentioned, the Solomon Islands and Vanuatu, um, and Papua New Guinea as well. Um, social media is the main source of information, and uh, a lot of misinformation is actually spread through social media. This misinformation lead people to sometimes. Uh, fear the vaccine and not believe that the vaccine is actually the 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 right solution for them the right solution to to uh to deal with the pandemic yeah so you you also spoke about some hesitancy and slow vaccine take up issues around access uh and also misinformation on social media in these countries um do you think this could impact sort of you know the way perhaps other variants are developing or um you know, could this really mean that these countries aren't um, vaccinated up to the point where they've got herd immunity? Those countries, and especially Papua New Guinea, are not going to reach very high level of vaccination by 2026, uh, so in five years. Um, and so, yes, so this means that the virus will just basically have all the, the uh, you know, like all the possibilities in the world to just you know, evolve, mutate in some ways. And this is why Australia has a real... I think responsibility in making sure that um, uh, in making sure that uh, the vaccine is uh, taken by the, the local population, because if we don't, like there is a big risk of seeing those mutation, and those mutation will just be 
you know, one boat ride away from, from our coast. I mean, let me remind you that Papua New Guinea is uh, the closest neighbors of Australia. We, we almost share a, a border at the, like our border with PNG in, in the, the tourist strait is very porous. Um, and, um, and so this is why like we, we, we need to ensure that uh, PNG and, and other countries uh, in our region, but also like other countries in the world that are, are getting vaccinated. Yeah, and before you spoke about how Australia was making um, some strong commitments to the Pacific, I'm just wondering, you know, how is this supply of vaccines helping? You know, has it helped the effort so far? Um, are we, is Australia meeting its commitments here? It is important to make the distinction between uh, vaccine commitments. So how many vaccine Australia is committing uh, to provide. And so Australia, as I said before, is committing to um, provide enough vaccines to cover uh, the whole uh, population of the Pacific. Um, but then there's a distinction to make between so vaccine commitment and actually the numbers of vaccines that are getting in countries. Uh, you know, like uh, Australia permitted, yeah, committed 50 million vaccines for the Pacific anti-molestic. Like we could, Australia could today um, deliver those vaccines uh, in those in uh, you know proportionally uh, according to the population of the of this region, uh, but um, it wouldn't work. I mean, it'd be like a huge waste because the issue, there is a there is an absorption capacity in the Pacific. There is a demand. Uh, there is a demand problem in the in the Pacific. So really, like what I what I found interesting in my research is that. In the Pacific, vaccine supply is not an issue because it is guaranteed by Australia, by COVAX, by New Zealand, by the US. I mean, so many development partners have committed to provide enough vaccines to make sure that um, there won't be a need for vaccines in the in the Pacific. The issue is to convince people to get actually the vaccine into people in, into their arms, right? Yeah, thanks very much for the conversation, Alex. Really appreciate hearing about your modeling and your research. Um, did you have any final points that you might want to add? In Australia, we're, we're talking about, you know, I mean, obviously we're, we're talking about like getting the full population vaccinated, but most importantly, we're talking already about getting boosters and, and making sure that we're, gonna, we're going to get our third shot. I think this is very important. We need to get our population uh, well uh, uh, protected against the virus, but we also need to really, you know, make sure that we are not only looking at ourselves, but we're looking abroad. Uh, um, and I think, yes, like clearly if we, at the moment, we, this week we learned about Omicron in, 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 what, in a month or two, we might learn about something else. So like there is a lot more that can be done. And I think it's important for us, like Omicron should be a wake-up call and we need to make sure that um, vaccine equity is not just a nice word that we read in news, but it's something that we apply for our, um, our own vaccination rollout. Yeah, that's a really great point, you know, a vaccine equity, like not just a concept, but in practice. Thanks very much, Alex. Really appreciate you coming onto, onto the show. Thanks very much, Emil. That was a great, yeah, great chat.